0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope everybody's having a beautiful day. I hope you got to wake up in the presence of somebody you love. I hope a little miracle happens today that you weren't even expecting, and I hope that the smile on your face becomes so big and you have a little bit of laughter in your heart that just makes you chuckle and nothing can get in your way. I got a great guest for you today, the one and only Jack Talcott. Live without fear. He's got his own platform, podcast, YouTube channel. He's got some very fascinating topics that I I like to embrace and talk about too. We're gonna to get into a lot of those today, but he's a fellow traveler. He's if you listen to my podcast, and I think that you will resonate with a lot of the words and the ideas that he has. He's a great listener, a leader, and a speaker. He's also the host of his own platform, Live Without Fear. He's got some fascinating topics we're gonna to get into today, and um I am going to meet him at the same point in time that you guys meet him and you're gonna to get to see this relationship develop. Uh that's what we got kind of beginning here. Jack, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for being here.
1: Brother, thank you so much. And uh for those I am restreaming on my platform on Jack Talcott. So um <clears throat> For those of you who are tuning in over there and may not know, this is George Monte, the amazing, incredible, enthusiastic host of True Life Podcast. And as he said, we, we're just meeting. Um, collaborating, networking, that's uh, relationships. That's one of my themes I talk about regularly, Um the purpose of what I do is self development, self improvement, kind of the stuff I see you sharing too. <clears throat> and I loved in your in your about, you're honest about that conspiracy theorist yeah. thing, <clears throat> brother. We could have some incredible conversations, uh, many different topics. And if I if I can just continue with me, please. The idea of the conspiracy thing, I was thinking about that this morning. That's what I am. I really started digging into history Mm. and realizing history is a conspiracy. Nobody knows what is going on because there's been so many secrets kept and so many facts manipulated that this world is not what it seems. And I realized that about for myself a few years ago. Um, and the changes in my life prompted me to go within and try and really reevaluate what is going on in this world. What do I care about? What is important to me? And that that journey took me in a path in progress of self-development. I've felt incredible transformational changes within myself so I know what is possible for others. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so that's I got into the idea of becoming a life coach and public speaker a few years ago. Really started studying, developing my my intelligence and education in that way. Not so much my experiences yet, but this this is growth. You know, this is a step in the direction. Um, But my heart heart has long been an activist. I served in the military as a kid. I did a couple of enlistments with honor, um, only to later learn that those who I chose to dedicate myself to were not honorable meaning the gr- the corruptions in the governments yeah. and economics anyway my purpose now is peace i'm a proud member of veterans for peace yeah. which is an organization for peace proud men and women who think like me they helped me helped open my eyes to what was true in our world and peace peace is my purpose and so I got into the self-development and the idea of trying to become, <laughs> I wanted to become a motivational speaker, a voice of inspiration in the high schools and the colleges. I wanted to catch the youth and give them, you know, some hope. <laughs> yeah. And because um, I know if we can inspire enough people, if enough people get inspired within themselves, ignite that passion and purpose and find their direction to create a better world, man, when we all come together, it's going to be great, right? We're just going to be, we'll be living life with love like we're supposed to. So. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to show all your listeners something here. Like, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the idea that history is all made up. And there was a great book a while back written by Francis Fukuyama, who was the the. uh, He was the leader of Singapore, I'm going to call him a dick. He's kind of a dictator, but it's regardless. He was the leader of Singapore and he wrote this book called The End of History. And you think about it like, wow, what does that mean, the end of history? But what he was talking about was this idea that, you know, the government structure has been decided. But to me, that title, "The End of History," reminds me of a book that all your listeners should check out. It's called right here. It's called, uh, it's called Fiction: A History, Fiction or Science. It's by Anatoly Famenko. And what really turned me on to this book, and I'm gonna equate it with, I'm gonna run this story, and you'll see how it how it 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 combines with what you were talking about. In this book, a Russian mathematician tries to decipher the there's this eclipse problem it's called parameter d and parameter d is this thing in mathematics that talks about this moon eclipse that failed to happen for like 700 years and so mathematicians forever and history as we know it and and people look at the stars like a clock it's the most accurate clock in the world the you know we spin we spin around our axis we spin we spin around the sun. The sun spins around the galaxy. The galaxy spins around the universe. It's the most precise clock that we have. It's the best identif- identifier of time. And so Anatoly Famenko looks back to this weird little thing in history where there wasn't this eclipse for 700 years. And he's like, how can that be? You're telling me that all of a sudden we have a measurement for all these eclipses, but it didn't happen in 700 years? That's an incredible anomaly. I would love to learn more about that. And so he starts digging in to parameter D. And the amount of stuff this guy finds out, he's like, well, son of a bitch, this is false. Well, son of a bitch, that's false. Hey, all this came from here. And he peels back this onion in a five-volume set that is like, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking at this, I, look, I hate the to two-mile own horn. I did a pretty good series on it. You should go into my podcast and check out History, Science, or Fiction number one. But if not, check out the book. It will blow your mind. History is bullshit. It's all made up. And if you need more proof than that, just think about if you asked someone someone from the South versus someone from the North about what happened in the civil war, you would get two completely different stories. And imagine that you project that out a thousand years, a hundred years, even 10 years, the amount of stories you get is so different. And so when you said to me, God, I started looking at history and I realized it's bullshit. All of a sudden that triggers something inside of you. Like, Wow, everything I've been taught is bullshit. Like, and then it just blows your mind, right? And then all of a sudden, you start looking at these conspiracies, and I it just I despise the fact when people use conspiracy as a pejorative. It's not true. Like, it's Amen. not it's not a bad word. It's two people getting together talking about things. If you want to, if you need a prophet, go ask George Carlin. He'll tell you all about them. You know what I mean? But this idea of history is a good foundational marker. Because when you begin to question history, you begin to question authority. And when you begin to question authority, you begin to blow on that ember that resides in you that you light your own way. You make your own path. And that ember can become a flame. That ember can become something that lights the way to new relationships. It lights the way to finding your purpose in life, whether it's getting off of booze, whether it's getting off porn, whether it's getting rid of the toxic people in your life, all of a sudden this fire is like blowing out and you can see clearly for the first time, man. So I think we're kindred spirits, Jack. And I love the idea that you're tackling fear, man. So that's a little bit about me and how I got going there. I I think it kind of, it kind of connects, man. What do you think?
1: George, your freaking energy is just filling me with excitement and hope and inspiration. Yes, 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 man. (laughs) Everything, you've got a beautiful, you explain that beautifully. When I started opening my eyes, man, my mind got blown. And when my mind got blown, I realized I'd been deceived. Yes. Well, Well, who's responsible for that? So Mm -hmm. then I chose, ignited that fire within myself. I'm responsible. I'm accountable. I am leading me. Yeah. Well. (laughs) By the time I made that choice, I'd spent—I did two enlistments in the military as a kid. The title of disabled vet got me a secure job at the postal service, <laughs> so I was an obedient public servant um, for the majority of my life, and I was all about authority and rules and. Playing it safe and, you know, planning for the future and investing away and all this stuff. I thought I was doing it right and I was miserable. I was suicidal. I was an alcoholic, you know, battling depression and anxieties every day. I bounced back a little bit there, sorry. And then in 2018 was a transformative for me. That's when my story really begins. And to tie back to what we're saying regarding history and authority and conspiracies, my goal and my purpose is to find a way to end legal legal secrets. Because when humanity eliminates legal secrets well then the illusions of authority they crumble away and as soon as the illusions of of authority crumble away well then the separations of money (laughs) they no longer have any influence or power right because it doesn't matter so We're here to change this world, my brother. I know that for sure, because that's what my purpose is. And you and I are here right now. And we've got people listening to us as well. So they're with us too. Yep.
0: Yeah. I am Tao, Big Stank, Paul, Laporta, 6079Smith. These are all incredible individuals. And look... It's, it's something out there. It's not like it's my message or your message. It's all of our messages. Everybody listening to this probably feels the exact same way. And it's amazing to me. Like, I, I think you touch on a topic that I would like you to address more, but it's this idea of fear. Because fe- nothing hits harder than fear. Fear will take you to the ground and it will pin you there and it will keep you there if you let it. Nothing hits harder than fear, but it's not about how hard you hit in life. It's about how hard you can get hit, get up, and keep moving. And I'll tell you, when you start facing those demons, when you start taking these small steps to stand up to authority, you grow in a way like your spirit, your awareness grows in a way that becomes threatening to those very power structures. They don't want you around. All of a sudden, you realize that that thing you feared, it fears you, right? You're like, holy cow. Then you start changing everything in your mindset. For me, it was like, let me, can I share a quick story with you, Jack, about please, please. my transformation here? So Mm. I've been a UPS driver for, for 23 years, (laughs) 23 years. My grandfather. Yeah, man. My grandfather Marine drove a tank. My dad recon Marine, hardcore Marines, right? To this day, you know, God rest my grandfather's soul. I grew up in this idea of like, look, you are the person only you can do it. Damn. You get out there, quit your bitching. You're going to go fight. You're going to go do all these things. This is how it is. Respect authority. Boom, boom, boom. And so I did, I gave my life to this company, man. And I, I got out to everyday 14 hour days hustling and it was great in the beginning, man. I really felt as if I was giving back to the community. I was building relationships with people, but as I got older, you know, I, I started having a family and I realized how much of this service I was doing for others was taken away from me, my relationships, my wife, my kid. And when I start, when I I go and start talking to the people in positions of authority, my conversations went from ones of questioning to ones of, you know, questioning, who are you? Like, look, I'm trying to come out here and do what's best for everybody. And I started hearing these answers like, oh, George, those are good things that we could do, but they're too hard. And I started thinking, (laughs) what kind of a fucking leader tells his people it's too hard? What kind of a fucking answer is that? Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out. Why am I listening to this person? You know what I mean? And then another one is, I don't know how to do that. And I just—I remember just staring at these people like, I I shit you not. I I just had a recent conversation. I'm staring at them like, okay, (laughs) let me break it down for you guys. Do you realize that you are the person that's in charge of everything here? And if your moral code says that it's too hard or you don't know how to do it, then you can't hold anybody below you responsible for anything. You get that? And they just fucking look at me like a deer in the headlights what then no, I'm okay okay obviously no.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just have to they just have to get the paycheck and go through the motions you know
0: yeah brother
1: you and as I'm sitting here <clears throat> you and I could be good friends man we I, I think, think we are getting a great conversation yes it is beginning and when you're ta- when you're talking I've got some good friends who are not many but yeah. there's a couple of men I really like and respect who are still with ups. Holy shit. That is a slave driving company, man. And there is some dedicated, hardworking, damn good men and women employed there. You know?
0: unfucking believable the amount of work. If you're a UPS person, and I don't care if you're a manager or if you're, I don't care what side of the fence you're on. If you're working at UPS, you're doing the job of three people and no (laughs) one there respects you and everybody hates their job. You know? It seems to me, in my opinion, like that's how it is. I passed out in my truck, man. Like I passed out in my truck uh, about eight months ago. And I just remember having this flash. Like, dude, I've been out here for fucking 14. Excuse my cursing, man. I'm sorry. I've been out there for 14 hours today. I can't do it. I can't. It's it's nine o'clock at night. I'm sick and tired of my wife and my kid going to bed without me around. I'm angry. I'm agitated. I'm not participating in my kid's homework. I'm not teaching. I'm not having a dinner table conversation. And the people that I'm doing this for, they don't care. They don't yep. care, man. Not, not yep. one bit. You know, I've had conversations with like, dude, I passed out in my truck and they're like, well, you didn't get everything delivered. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I passed out in my truck. Do you guys understand that you guys care? And they don't. Well, you, and it's, it's no, fear.
1: You should have taken better care of yourself. So you didn't yes. pass out in the truck. You should have been able to make it home before you passed out. So that's, it sh- you should have been written up for that. I'm sure. Hey, the signs are obvious to they us are. you you and I were blessed. <clears throat> I assume you've escaped you're
0: I walked I walked away like I sealed it like I and by okay. walked away I mean I was escorted out by two people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah hey, yeah I, I'm out of there.
1: You discovered there's a greater purpose for you yeah, as yeah. have I. and yeah. this is where I mean we've been blessed. Many, many of our brothers and sisters throughout this land, throughout the world, everyone is so confused because what I heard you describing, the military background, the, you know, discipline and honor are highly regarded, which means a commitment, you know, dedication, all of these honorable things, right? These are great things and attributes. But this society, through deception and manipulation, it's turned the good of, well, the good of many things. We live in the land of inversion. We got to wake up, recognize, and figure out, okay, what do we do now? I think we should find a way to end the wars. The way I see it, are you in America?
0: Yeah, I'm in Hawaii.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Aloha, brother. God (laughs) bless. That's a land I've I've never visited there. I've had opportunities. But if God wills, my hopes are to travel the world much in the future. Because why wouldn't I? If I can find a way to tell you what, it doesn't have to be me. And you don't even have to give me the credit. Whoever finds out, finds a way to end secrets. So our corporations and our governments no longer have different levels of knowledge. Whoever does that will go down in history as changing the world. I think
0: think it's all of us, man. I think we're all playing a part in it.
1: I want to be a big part. I do think... I've humbled myself to the possibility, and I don't... God, that word... God has become a big part of my life. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I think that's the time. I think that's where humanity's at. We're watching the crumbling of the economic systems. Right. The corruption is becoming more visible. The conflicts are getting more heated. You know, right. we need to start paying attention to what's going on. I think everything is happening for our individual and collective purposes. Yeah. Because... I believe we've got a creator who loves us beyond our imaginations, right?
0: Yeah. That makes a doubt. sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And if that God wants us to live with abundance and peace and prosperity and success, well, we've been gifted with a lot of problems in the world from the past. Yeah. <laughs> right. Imagine a future where humanity around the world, where debts were forgiven, wars were ended, okay? Day of forgiveness, boom, wars end, debts are forgiven, we're going to collectively find a new way together. And if around the world, best practices, resources, new innovations, technologies, if all of these things were shared throughout, you know, with organization and fairness, compassion, if humanity came together, man. Holy cows.
0: It's I happening. Think that's what I think.
1: we're doing. Yes, I'm sorry to keep going. I'm Please, sorry man. I love over. it.
0: Not not at all, man. It, it's it's I I love I love what you have to say, and I think it speaks volumes of your character, and I think it speaks what's on the minds of many other people. And I think that's what's happening. You know, I when I look at the I let me ask you this question, Jack. You know, let's say all let's let's just let's just say that all these conspiracies people talk about are true. The worst of the worst, the child molest, child trafficking, like the all the you know, all of them, like the, let's say the horrible, disgusting habits of the people that we despise are all true, all of them, the worst ones. Would you be willing to forgive all of them, let them go free if if we could just move on and it would be guaranteed to never happen again. Give him a free pass. Let everything go as long as it was guaranteed to never happen again.
1: To be, yes, yes. Uh, regardless of how that's taken. Yes, I would. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I looked at it as, and I know how this can sound. I know, but, it's my mind, my belief, the Bible, the stories are written about us, right? We are the continuation of the story of creation. Even the characters in the Bible, many of the stories are similar to what we're experiencing today. Um, I've actually heard a lot of people making claims they are the return of so-and-so and so-and-so, but yeah, I just found a lot of similarities in the patterns, right? Patterns of my life have a lot of similarities to the Bible. And I'm just like everyone else. So that makes me assume other people may, you know, to varying degrees, the same thing. The teachings of Jesus were to teach us how to be human, right? How to be loving and kind and to be worshipful for that which allows us to experience time and space. And so, when I started to think that maybe my life could be a retelling of the Jesus story, just in a quite different way, with the misunderstandings, interrogations, punishments, persecutions, which again, many people have been through. (laughs) Yeah. When I thought that my life could be a retelling of the story, well, then I thought, okay, what do I do? And then I ended up thinking that Live Without Fear was inspired by, you know, the acts and images of Jesus. Without fear, there is faith, or with faith, there is without fear. So replace fear with faith. They both come from in here, in the head. (laughs) And so I believe the live without fear was allowed to be unsecured and ready for me to receive, you know? Yeah. And I've been preparing, trying to figure out how do you live without fear? How can, how can Jack explain how to live without fear? How can Jack show others how to live without fear? My life has been pretty tame compared to many others, as far as violence and dangers go. But I've been blessed with the opportunities and intentions, the awareness to really seek out my fears. And my experience has allowed me to discover a lot of fears I didn't know I had. Fears of attachment, that's the most common one that many people have. Each of us get attached to old jobs, old relationships, old ways of living. And we forget that grow, to grow requires change, and we are here to grow. I'm talking a lot, and I appreciate this, but honestly, my goal is, and I am a man who I don't know what it means, but I actually don't say it like that. Sorry. I believe the goals that I've been suggesting, trying to organize people together, use the clouds, right? Use the electronic clouds of telecommunications that we've got today. I think we fulfill the prophecy of the Bible by creating the army of Jesus in the clouds, those of us who are on here, sharing the truth, right? Sharing God, sharing the love, sharing inspiration, sharing hope and faith, right? The yeah. good things. That's what we're here to do. And there's many of us. There are so many people coming out of the shadows saying, hey, guys, there's there's hope. There's transformation. I'm evidence. I'm evidence of a change. You can do it too. That's what I hear from you. It's what I yeah. know about me <laughs> yeah. yeah and
0: I am I'm, I'm hopeful I share in your in your hopes that it's contagious you know and and on the topic of fear I don't know that you ever relinquish it and I don't know that you would want to right I think that fear like my grandpa used to say courage is not courage is not doing something in absence of fear anybody can do that if you're not afraid you just go do it courage is doing something in spite of of the fear. Courage is walking Ooh. to the authority figure and saying, look, I think you're wrong about this. And then when that person says, shut shut your mouth. You're doing it this way. You say, I don't think so. Here's why I think this is wrong. And I'm willing to stand up for it. If you have someone that has, that has been fired, or if you're someone who has been pushed around and you fought back, congratulations. That means you had the courage to stand up for something you believed in. And that is sad to me that we don't foster that strength in our kids. We should be. You know, when I was little, I used to watch the Brady Bunch. And there's this one episode where Bobby had to go fight the bully. You didn't go like, you know what I mean? He came home and told his dad that like, you know, hey, someone's messing with Cindy. And so, okay, we'll go there and you tell him not to do it anymore. If he doesn't do that, you tell him again. And then if he doesn't do that, you're going to give him a knuckle sandwich. I'm going to teach you how to fight. And we have somehow decided that. Getting rid of this fighting spirit is something that we should foster in our kids. I think just the opposite of that. I think that the person who is willing to stand up and fight regardless, that's the kind of person that should be looked at on some level as the person we rally behind. Those are the kind of things that are, that build society in a way that promotes fairness. You know, it's this idea that, I might butcher this quote, but it's something along the lines of, you know, difficult times make good men. Good men make easy times. Easy times make weak men. <laughs> yeah, he's got big stank. I love you, bro. You're like the Brady Bunch, man. You learn everything you need to know from the Brady Bunch, man. But yeah, it's this idea with fear. And I love that your tagline is live without fear. That means you're constantly challenging yourself. You're constantly looking for things. And when you find fear, it becomes a magnet for you. I'm not saying you should go out and fight people or do horrible things. But that feel where there's fear, there's power. Amen. Where there's power, there is self-discovery. So fear is the first call to self-discovery. What do you fear? What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of? Now that might open some doors that are very difficult. And when you start really dissecting fear, you start seeing, maybe it's not something George's afraid of. Maybe it's something George's dad was afraid of. Maybe it's something George's dad's dad was afraid of. And I'm going to tell everybody listening to this right now. Once you begin to understand who you are, you see the generational trauma. You see that it's something that's affected your life forever. You see what Jack talks about patterns. And here's why you should pick up this thing and run with it is because if you don't face your biggest fear, you leave it for your kids to face. And there's (laughs) nothing worse than that, man. Like I know, like my dad and I have these amazing discussions these days. And I'm like, dad, why'd you do that? Oh, I did it for these reasons. And I, I, I feel the fear and I'm scared of those things. It's like we pass on the fears but you don't have to, you can fight them. And that's what you've done, Jack. And I think that's what all your people in your audience are flocking to you for, because they're agreeing with, it. they're seeing it. And each person that listens to you becomes a conduit for them to become the leader. And then they can pass it on. I love what you're doing, man. It's beautiful.
1: Brother. That's the hope. Hey, you, you are, you are an inspiration. The way you, you explain what I mean by live without fear was beautiful. It's like a, uh, <clears throat> Something I learned for myself, building confidence, right? Confidence just comes from memories of past success, past achievement. Well, you get to decide what is a success or an achievement, so start counting them. And as you start building your confidence, when you feel that fear, rather than push away from it, move into it, right? it. Hold what it, you just it. said. It's a system of discovery. It's something there that has power to you. And what I found, honestly, most of my fears, when I finally got grounded and overcame a lot of my BS inside of my head, the fears were illogical. You know, there was little reason behind it, just my assumptions, my insecurities and we don't need that people get these prescriptions for anxiety and depression and it's it's thought patterns it's patterns of thought it's the unwillingness and it's often the unknowing people man I know how little I knew and I thought I was smart okay I still think I'm either, well, there's a, the future will tell if it's, if, which is true, am I genius or insane? Because it's still to be shown. I don't know. Um, actually, it's documented. <laughs> <laughs> now you got proof. <laughs> I, got, I got proof that I was judged by miseducated men. <clears throat> I will stand behind that statement. Um That's so funny. You know, I've been learning how to have fun in life. What I heard from you this what is taught taught people not to be leaders is conditioning children to obey. Yeah. There's a place for order, there's a place for rules, but It's the why. Why are there rules? Why is there order? That's what's important. And you touched on that too. It's the why. The why is the meaning. Our human egos, our minds, we're so caught up on the what and the how. And we'll spend just hours thinking about what and how and who. Yep. But it's the why. (laughs) It's the why that's important for each of us. And we get to determine, well, we determine the questions we ask and we determine the answers we accept. And that's a humbling thing to consider, but... It is. We've got perversion and immorality running... (laughs) Running with a lot of power in this world. And I don't think it's, I think the balance has been shifted and it's time for a rightening, right? Or a correction. It's time for an evolution from that which was. Yeah. And brother, if I never in my life, I never thought I would end up publicly speaking about god (laughs) right speaking about uh goals and the idea of world peace because i actually used to think more along the lines of bill gates and some of the others Mm. that we needed to like reduce the populations
0: (laughs) man these guys it's so crazy The the hubris
1: It's right in front of our faces, too. It's like it is there. And this is what I this is what I've been figuring... Here's where I'm at. Praise God. Right? God. God is humbling because I believe God is the power which allows us to learn, controls the information field that we're, we're existing right. in. And so We know God's power, God's work through the truth, through what is real. What is real is what is true. And it's, I'm sorry, I'm losing it. I took us off.
0: Not at all, man. The next thought is always the, the following thought.
1: Well, when I start thinking about God, it just, it gets complicated, but it's so simple. Oh, where I was going. God is simple. Everything is simple. (laughs) It's our human minds. Our lack of knowledge, our lack of awareness lets us come to illogical conclusions, Hmm. right? And so we get confused from a lack of knowledge, from a lack of perspective. So the truth Sorry for being so long-winded. The truth is usually obvious. And what is obvious is usually pretty simple. And once I started really conditioning myself to the practice of no excuses, no blame, (laughs) my life really became more simple. I lost my family and my career and my friends, and I lost everything I used to care about. But when I rid myself of excuses and blame, I accept full, rec- full accountability and responsibility for everything I've done and everything I've experienced with the faith. <laughs> so accountability with the faith that God is working with us all. And for me, somehow, I got a clear conscience. I'm almost 50 years old. I have never felt better in my life, physically, mentally, spiritually. I didn't know being alive could feel good. For most of my life, I thought it was a pretty miserable experience. George, I think we're part of something big. And I'm trying to find ways to do it. I am genuinely, we reach we connected through that collaborating option, right? Through, yeah. through StreamYard. I am trying to collaborate, trying to connect with other leaders, yeah, other people who are leading others with inspiration, motivation, pointing them in the direction of the truth, right? Yeah. Saying, Hey, let's, let's take advantage of this life. Right. I want to connect with other leaders, and I think however we do it, we've got the tools, the knowledge, and the technology to connect together. Someone's got to know someone, and we can connect with people in authority. Maybe some people with abundance, some wealth, may open up doors of communication for us. Because here's where we sit. I mean, the evidence is clear that this, the current and past structures of government and economics, they have clearly divided humanity as a whole, confused the entire species, and we collectively, the insanity is obvious. Yeah. Insanity being the definition of people believing in things that are not real. It's not real. It's not well, what is real is important. And what is important is real. And it's not important for young men and women to go off to wars. It's it's not important for you know fences to be built and people to be put in cages. It's we we're confused, man. Humanity's insane. So what do we do? <laughs> I'm George I'm sorry you No, no, it's speak. beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And here's okay, here's here's what I would say. First off, I would I would def, I would change the definition of insanity. And the one that I like to use is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result
1: it still applies.
0: <laughs> right. It still applies. Right. And look what we're doing. We're doubling down on bad decisions. And look where it's gotten us. It gets us worse, worse. What's up, Latoya? Awesome to talk to you. You know, it gets us into the situations we are today and the pure absurdity, the pure absurdity of division that's happening. You, If we if we just go, look, the best predictor of future behavior is past relevant behavior. The economy is going to fail. It's already failed. The idea, but in that destruction, with this huge collapse, comes opportunity. But the opportunity I see is, look, we can get rid of the parasites. We can do it. It's been done before. It happens every 100 years, 150 years. But is that the definition of insanity? Are we just going to clear the table and start over? Or are we going to reimagine what is possible? And I think that that, Jack, That is something that we need to be doing today, and it's happening. If we start looking at the ideas of parallel economies, if we get back to thinking about what is possible, like you can already – like if you read the literature of the people that are trying to implement policy, there's a great book called Connectography. I usually have it in front of me. I don't have it. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. And it talks about supply chains. But if you listen to like the rhetoric or you listen to some of the leaders that are proposing ideas, they're proposing ideas of smart cities or even worse, a scarier one is strong cities, which is just a giant name for a big prison. But you're having these 15-minute cities. The ideas for the future are put out there for you, me, for everybody listening. You can be a part of that conversation and you can have a loud enough voice whether it's sometimes a voice is you and 10 friends outside a committee saying, this is ridiculous. That's a loud voice. That's a strong voice. But another voice might be you and me and someone getting together and being like, you know what? We're all in this community together. Here's what I do. Here's the people I know. Let's trade networks a little bit. What do you need? I can do this. I can do that. All of a sudden we have an idea of a parallel economy. One where I, you know, I don't mind paying taxes as long as they go to what I want. Why can't, Why is there not a box that says, I want all my tax money to go to schools. I want all my tax money to go to roads. I want my tax money to go to elderly. Why don't I get a choice in that? Like that's been taken from us. So I think that we can reimagine what society can be using some of the good. And that's kind of what the American experiment was. It was this idea that we're going to give the people a voice. And maybe the experiment showed that we got lazy. Maybe the experiment showed that we are, that we're not able to do it. You know, I don't think that, but you can take the idea of the experiment any way you want. But I like to think that what's happening now is the death and rebirth of what is possible. And I'll bring it back. I'm almost 50 years old Mm -hmm. too. And I feel these same emotions. I feel like there's a great quote that says something along the lines of, and the day came when the tight, when the risk and pain of staying a tight bud was more painful than the risk and pain of blossoming. And I think that's what's think. happening to you, to me, to everybody listening here. I think that's what's happening to the world around us. It's like, I'm so sick and tired of being forced and crammed into this box that I don't want to be in. I'm so sick and tired of having these people around me just bombard me with garbage. Like I'm not taking it anymore. And I'm willing to walk away from it all. And I finally got to a point where I said, you know what? Money be damned. I don't care. Come and take it. Like, I'm done. I'm done with it. And, I, and more than that, I'm not angry at the people that force it on me. I want to help show you guys. Like, I'll be the example. Here's, if I can, a story that happened to me a while back that really solidified was there was a guy at my work, and I was such a dick to him. And I, I, I didn't realize I was doing it. You know, I was just being a, just an asshole. And my friend pulled me aside. And he's like, George, why are you being such a dick to that guy? I'm just busting his balls and He's like, no, you're not. You're being, you're being really rude, man. You should apologize to that guy. And I'm like, whatever, you know? And, and then I, I came home that night and I took a giant dose of magic mushrooms. And I just remember sitting in my bed and like really doing some deep work on like, dude, why? Like the, here comes that question again. Why? And I think it's relevant to think of a question mark, like a sigh that the green ripper has because it rips things down. So that question why is important. And mm-hmm. what came to me is this, like, and it came almost boom, boom. The first the first right punch was like, you don't like him because he's weak. And then I immediately got hit with a left hand hook. You don't like him because you're weak. He reminds you that you're weak. Bam. So you just, yeah, just boom, boom. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happened. And, and it, it was just, it opened up my mind in a way. Like this blooming flower. Like, holy cow. Everything I see in people that like I don't like is a reflection of me that guy he was i thought he was weak but that guy was showing me how weak i was and immediately after that i i started having these visions and ideas of like okay well then how do i help other people be weak and the answer is well first off you got to stop being weak you can't show other people how to do you can't go tell people what to do no one's gonna listen to you you gotta you gotta do it you gotta do the work george you gotta be the person that's not weak and that was like one foot in front of the other. Start stepping up to authority. And all of a sudden, you start doing things like, you know what would be weak? is if I didn't tell this person what I thought. That would be weak. Okay, so don't do that. You know what wouldn't be weak? You know what would be weak? Just yelling at that person. So maybe I should try to come up with a really good analysis of why their ideas are wrong and then try to explain them. And maybe I'll learn something from them. That's that's not weak. So then you do that. And all of a sudden, these people around you, you know Time goes by and you practice what you preach and all of a sudden this change that happened to you begins to radiate outwards the same way that a pebble in a pond has little ripples around it. So too does that change in yourself begin to radiate outwards and it changes the other people around you. It's contagious and it and it forms them in this ring and then it starts growing and growing. And all of a sudden you become that change, whatever it is in your life. And so that was like the first, one of the first things that happened to me, and maybe it's my age, maybe it happens to people in their twenties and their thirties, but I do think something's happening for people in, in, in this age range. And maybe it's happened for generations. Maybe we're going through a rite of passage, Jack. Maybe that this is something that everybody is going to come to in their life and they can look to us for an example. Maybe we have a lot bigger responsibility than just being a couple guys up here talking. Maybe what we're doing <laughs> is doing our best to show our truths so that other people can come on and we can learn from their truths, man. I, I believe that wholeheartedly, and that's why I know what's happening. There's nothing that can stop. The most powerful force in the world is an idea whose time has come. And look around the world. The people in France rise up. We had the people in the, 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 the Arab Spring rise up. It's happening, not just in you and I, but it's happening to people. And it doesn't matter what color. It doesn't matter if you think you came into this world or you think you came out of this world. Some people say that the earth grows people the same way an apple tree grows apples. Some people look to Jesus as a belief system. Some people find the teachings of Buddha to be the ultimate wisdom. What's the most beautiful thing is that all of the leaders are telling us the same thing and it's happening within us. There's an awakening happening that cannot be stopped. And I would recommend everyone who feels this, begin becoming the best version of yourself. Begin trying to find a way to become the change that you want in the world. And if you, some people think, man, you're summoning demons, George. Guess what? Inside you lives a demon. But it's it's what I tell my daughter. Hey, dad, there's a monster under the bed. Yeah, I know. He's mean. He lives in your closet under your bed. That guy will tear you up. You got to make friends with that monster because that monster will be the one that protects you forever. And he wants to be your friend, but he's scared. And when that monster is inside, you can never get rid of him. He's in there. He's a demon. He is dangerous make friends with him, teach him. Because sometimes you need that demon. Sometimes you must summon the demon. Sometimes the demon will stand strong inside of you when you're facing authority. Sometimes that's all you have is the demon. Guess what? You're the demon. Don't be afraid of him. That's you, but be the change. It's happening, Jack. And what you're doing, not being afraid of fear, what's happening with these wars. Like, I think that it's, it's, You know, when I see the division, when I see the political propaganda that's put out there for people to consume, it is a symptom of the sickness. It is a symptom of the the uh, corrosion that's Mm. happened and it's being pushed out into the world. But people are pushing it back like no one's going, hey, Biden, I don't care if you're Biden or Trump. Try putting a draft in order and see what happens. No one's going. No one is going to go fight for your bullshit wars That when it's all about resource restriction for the people at the very top. Those people can go fuck themselves. Dude, I'm sick of the bankers. I'm sick of the people in government. And I'm sick of the very people who want to step on everybody below them. And maybe sometimes that means me. Maybe sometimes that means looking at myself like, hey, I know a guy who's a banker. He's a pretty good guy. I guess what I'm saying is I'm sick of the corruption. And the only way to fight the bankers, the only way to fight the corruption, the only way to fight the oligarchs is to change yourself, man. That's the only way. We can't worry too much about them, but you and I can start up a whole new parallel economy, like we did today. We can start trading. We can start coming up. We can trade ideas, and ideas are currency. Ideas are way more powerful than any sort of money. What you and I speak, what you and I think, these are the words that can change the world. And it's not just you and I, man. It's 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 everybody, man. So now it was my turn to ramble so much. I apologize, Jack.
1: Brother, no, that is beautiful. Those are words of inspiration and and experience. I mean, I'm seeing these are words coming from experience with you. And so, anyone who's receiving those, receive these words as they're coming from experience because it applies to all of us. We are here. You're every what you're saying. I'm seeing, hearing, feeling this. There's an incredible shift in energy right and it's affecting all of us this is like the time where i think those who are on the path of light and love they're growing those who are in the path of darkness and deception they're growing into their darkness and deception i think that's why the shootings and the violence and all of this stuff is is raising up because i think this is collectively maybe the dark night of the soul that's happening in a in a grander scale at this time i read a book a few years ago called uh the blessed unrest i think it was called and i can't remember i should i can't remember the author either but The topic of it was just what you were saying. It was the evidence to support what you're saying. All of these movements, organizations, all around the world, people are standing up. And so while we still have the insanity of the past, you know, repeating the patterns of corruption or corporations moving in and destroying whatever. While we still have that going on, we've got more and more humans breaking free from the slave jobs, recognizing, hey, maybe my family and my quality of life is a little more important than that paycheck. You know, I made those mistakes. All of us. Well, I look forward to the day I can repair the mistakes I made with my son. And, um, but I don't know. You know what? This life of ours, it's ours to create. And our first step of creation starts in the mind. And what I've realized is this society with every, the illusions of authority, when people have a belief in a fear of authority, their schedules are controlled, (laughs) Their priorities are chosen by other people. And then we're always living in fear of failing. Yeah. We don't want to let the authority down. And, you know, like with you, you know your job is serving the public. It's serving the people, the people you care about. You've got a, a work ethic within you, and it gets taken advantage of by crappy bosses. Sure. Right? who don't care. And the thing is, these crappy bosses, they're people. They're people who are in denial about what is important. And, you know, I think collectively, this is the time. We are the solution. We're going to bring, we're going to bring the new to light because what you're describing to this is a period of transition for yep. humanity i think it's pretty clear um and with the transition there are agendas right we know there Absolutely. are agendas and there are people working together to reduce our freedoms and offer them offer minorities more power more control but if we're going to bring the solutions, I think citizens in this land of equality, I think we should be inviting ourselves to the table, <laughs> coming into the boardrooms, scheduling of making, yeah. you know, do yeah. it right, do it civilly, but get our faces and our answers in front of those who currently have the positions to make the changes. And I think, if I know there's actually groups doing stuff like this you familiar with like david martin his live world stuff he's doing No, but i will be (laughs) hey you know what we can connect i've i've been blessed to discover many organizations many inspiring just amazing people that are living right now today just like us and because of what i've been allowed to learn all these i've got so much hope so much hope and faith right. i see all of humanity's problems all of the answers they're right here they're just they're just right here waiting and it's and it's literally in front of our faces yeah <laughs> when we look in the mirror yeah <laughs> we are it's the it. solution
0: becoming the best version of yourself is the it's so powerful You know, and it's again, it's hard. It's so hard to break the conditioning. And I I don't want to use that as an excuse, but it's really difficult. You've been conditioned your whole life to see things a certain way. And guess what? When you start breaking that condition, people don't like it. You make people feel uncomfortable and you lose people around you. And you're like, sometimes I wish, Jack, like I see, like I'm like, I wish I could do it. I wish that I could just just shut my mouth and not do it. Like, I, I, I don't go there all the time, but there was a part of me that was like, I, I can't, like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe everybody has to get to their own point where like, I cannot do it anymore. I don't care how much money you give me. I don't care how pretty she is. I don't care. I don't care. It's too much and I'm not going to do it anymore. I cannot do it. Part of my soul is dying every day I come here. I can't do it. Like, and I think that that, that is the change that happens and slow at first. And then all at once here, you are, here I am. Here's the people around me. Here's the people who, that have influenced us and here we are influencing other people. And right behind them is the, everyone they're influencing. I think it's happening. Like if, if we look at what we're talking about, there's giants that came before us and now it's our turn to go through, you know, the, uh, there's that famous quote in the Bible that says it's easier for a, um, Rich man to go through the eye of the needle than to get into heaven, and I, I heard a, a translation of that was that there was a passageway to Bethlehem they called the eye of the needle, and the rich men had these giant camels and they can never get through the eye of the needle, you know. But like I, I, I think that it's this idea of the eye of the needle, like slow at first and then all at once, and that's this awakening that's happening. I, I, um, I agree wholeheartedly that the best way we can find our way out of this is for all of us to self-actualize and find out who we are. What's, what's the, what do we love about us? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Start asking those kind of questions. And I really believe the world will unfold in front of you when you're ready.
1: Amen, brother. (laughs) What you were saying there, a a couple of the things you said, the transformation, the individual transformation as one does, it does spread, Yeah. right? It's, it's a contagion change. And well, I said this the other day, monkey see monkey do. That's the way humans learn very well. We learn through imitation. Now the downside to that though, when one sees someone changing, (laughs) what happened with me is everyone else got, they, they preferred their comfort of the past Rather than being inspired by what I was doing. And so they felt safer by pushing me out of their lives.
0: Mm.
1: My story, it was for a purpose for, you know, for my development. I know that. But for people who, you know, you do f- just be aware when you start changing yourself, people and things that were there in the past, they may, they may fade away, you know? And, um, But I tell you what, the freedom from the attachment, the freedom from the old ways, from the insecurities and fears, the freedom. (laughs) Oh, man, (laughs) I'm telling you, people do your shadow work. Seriously, make it take it seriously, but make it fun and go within yourself and Challenge your insecurities, challenge your resentments, your guilt, your shame, and see how many of those you can put aside, right? Replace with the gratitude, with the hope, the spark of change, right? Because love is going to be our answer. And hmm, here's what I think... Yeah, I tell you what, God, I spend a lot of time studying and considering and imagining God. I think that I chose a couple of years ago, I think this is my purpose. And so I did it for a while and I felt pretty comfortable. And so that's what I've been doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think humans, have we've, we've overcomplicated everything, right? Our human minds are incredible. Words, words are just magical, hmm. um, but words and language, they can confuse us a lot. And so, our ego minds, we get so hung up on words, and we complicate all sorts of things. I truly believe, God is simple. God is that which is, and we are a part of that which is, showing ourselves as that which is. And so there is no separation from me and you, even though there's a physical yeah. divide, the time yeah. divide, right? Yeah. But there's no separation between us and anyone from the past either right. or anyone from the future. So if we, if we want to care about ourselves, then we should care about the entirety of our experience. And if we're going to care, we shouldn't, we don't want to put ourselves in a place of worry because of our care. But we want to have that gratitude, right? If we can have gratitude for the entire experience, all of the past, if we can have gratitude for the things we don't know, right? I challenged a friend with this just yesterday or the day before. Can you be grateful for that which you do not know? Can you be grateful for the unknown? If you can, that's faith, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. we don't know the future. But if you can be grateful for the future, you can imagine. If you can be grateful for the future, you imagine yourself experiencing. That's faith. And I've, I truly believe, I don't have the evidence in my life, but I got enough examples from other people to point to. Yeah. Um, we create it. You know, if we can believe it, if we can imagine it, we can believe it. If we can believe it, we can achieve it. I truly believe that. And back to what you were saying or what we were talking yeah. about, being the examples for others. And I think God, I think reality this time right now is creating a lot of examples. You know, people have overcome stress st- People have overcome struggles and situations that, man, when I heard some of their stories, I was like, Jack, what the hell, dude? You complained? What, what were you complaining about, dude? You got other people doing living like this, and you want to whine about, oh, poor me. Yeah. Um, kind of put my life into perspective. But I see me as you. I see you like everyone else. We're all... We're all reflections and results. We're the effect of the past and reflections of each other here to learn.
0: Yeah. It's interesting when I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that your reflections on God allow you to see yourself and your place in the world different. Is that, is that true?
1: It probably does. Um, Well, it's the the idea and the concept of Mm self-development ascension, right? Mm -hmm. Raising your focal point of thought beyond just the physical limitations and trying to consider your experience more from the spiritual, from the Mm -hmm. essence aspect rather than the form. And I found what I have found really simple for me Right, We've got Eckhart Tolle and all these mm-hmm. people teaching presence and the, and the Zen philosophies the, um, of the Tao. All that he is is teaching you to settle your mind and to be grounded right now. So if I recognize we live in a duality, time and space, and my form takes up space within time, this time and space is my experience. And the body, here, where I'm trying to get to, make yourself one with time, not the body. Not with the relationship, not with the job. You're one with the moment. And so if all I am is one with the moment, which is that's all I am. Yeah. I mean, this morning and last year, those are memories, the stories from history, those are stories. You're a story. I'm a story. We're creating and living stories today. Yeah, yeah. We don't know how it's going to end or when it's going to end. So why are we so freaking worried about pleasing the boss, you know, <laughs> getting the mortgage, getting the What the hell are we doing? We're not here to work. We're not here to survive. We are here to live. I love it. I spent a long time just surviving and it sucked. Yeah. And admittedly, my past, I, I've got a more clear image today of the privileges, the color of my skin has allowed me where I live. And then yeah. I recognize I live in America compared to other places. Holy cows, man. Yeah. To see the news and to see that human beings are living in such primitive and minimalistic. (laughs) When I see people living in such abject poverty, and not by choice, (laughs) not by tradition, they're they're living these simple lives, but because of the greed and the corruption of what we're a part of, kind of makes me mad. I don't like being mad anymore. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I it's it's very interesting to see try to see yourself from a third person point of view or just see where you fit in into this into this world and when you see the way it's also quite interesting to see someone that you have been told lives in a third world country and they have a giant smile on their face, you know, and you start thinking to yourself like that person, even though everything around me tells me that they're living a horrible life. They seem pretty happy to me. You know, it's kind of interesting to try to square that.
1: <laughs> Dude, I see. I, it's embarrassing to admit, but my life is a lesson. I remember driving myself on my way to work. Miserable, hungover from the night before, you know, going to a job I absolutely hated. And I remember seeing someone, an adult, a couple of adults younger than me, young adults, happy. And they were in the poor neighborhood and they were obviously poor. And I was like, what the fuck are you happy about? I was, I was, I reacted to someone else's happiness because I was lying. I was not happy, but I was telling myself I was because I was happy just like the other people I knew. They were lying, too. Mm -hmm. Don't trust people. People who are listening, don't trust people. Trust. (laughs) Well, that's not true. People are fascinating
0: ask yourself why you f- like people should ask themselves why they feel a certain way. Like, you know, when you're lying to yourself and the truth is, you know, when people are lying to you, if you're aware of it, you know, and you're like, yeah, I don't think so. Everybody gets that feeling. Sometimes I was like, I think this guy's bullshit. You know, it's probably because you're bullshitting yourself.
1: <laughs> hey, what I've, what I've learned to be true is that our, the problem of society is people have been conditioned to ignore their feelings put their feelings aside you know so they can get that job done they can go please the boss they can meet the schedule so this conditioning of obedience with rewards and punishments Mm -hmm. it conditions and grows our selfish nature Mm -hmm. which which is insane we're not here to be self-serving we're here to serve others and i'm sorry I took us completely off of what you were saying, didn't I?
0: No, this is, this is where the conversation was supposed to go. It's interesting. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because when you reward the people who can treat other people like numbers, you reward that, you incentivize that behavior. I was speaking with a guy yesterday who says, you know what, George? Why don't we just incentivize kindness? You know, why don't we have like a team of, peace police that go out and write citations and by citations, they give you 20 bucks to go get money at the coffee shop for doing something nice. I was like, why don't we incentivize kindness? Like we don't, we, we want, we incentivize everything but
1: that. Well, kindness weakens competition. Mm. And in order to have the disparity, the wealth disparity, we've got to have a society that's conditioned for competition. Mm. See, and, and competition Especially with strict obedience, you know, rewards and punishment and competition. Well, that creates profitable wars. So yeah. we couldn't change that. We gotta, we gotta enhance the competitive nature of uh, of people. Hey, I got a Axis Rat blood. I see you in the chat. What is the? I don't know what this st now is. But, George, just so you're aware, this Axis Rat Blood is a very interesting character that I've seen. I don't know if we've really inter- interacted much, but... Um,
0: I'm stoked to meet I everybody understand- there. What's that? I'm, I'm happy to talk to... to. Thank you for the introduction. About, I cut you off there. I apologize.
1: <laughs> no, it's just... In this experience, dude, there's been a lot of people that come into my life like especially now that I'm getting into social media. But people are weird, man. And and I know, well, I'm either right or wrong. I'm either genius or insane. But I trust God is with me. I'm not lying to manipulate or deceive anybody. My intentions are pure. My efforts are truly selfless. I do hope for (laughs) I do hope for more for myself in the future, but I am selfless. And the point is if that's true, if I am if I am a kind and generous, loving, spiritual man of God and peace, dude, (laughs) If you go back over the seven, last seven months, you could look around and see how many people like to talk about me and badmouth me and make fun of me. And it is just hilarious. And so that's where I was questioning Axis Rap. Oh, I didn't mean to go so long. I don't know the intentions. And Axis- you- yeah, go ahead. This is your platform, so I don't know if I should engage or not, but Axis, your claim your God isn't with you today is ludicrous and foolish, and you're deceiving only yourself. You obviously have a misunderstanding of the God who I know. So I love you, brother, and I'd be happy to discuss your spiritual beliefs and thoughts. But any efforts you want to put against me, God bless you, brother.
0: Yeah, it's well said. I, I, it seems to me that people see in us whatever they want to see in us. Something like,
1: mm. I'm not sure.
0: You know what I mean? Like they,
1: they. See- it's free will. It's it's free will, and I can explain this in so many ways, but it's the evidence proves that when we are dishonest. There's like mechanisms set up within us. We are designed this way. The truth is sensed. It's one of our senses. It's the feeling that we know, we develop. And so truth is known from within us. When we lie, when we distort the truth, I believe there's evidence that will show it causes us brain damage, literally. Because it produces chemicals and stuff and, and then the when we lie just logically when we lie then we remember there's a pattern of information we have to protect and we have to remember so that it doesn't, doesn't get revealed while we're thinking of the past lies we miss what's happening right in front of us and so the theory I have is that We have free will. We share the consciousness and within the mind of God. And we each have our own purpose, which is guided by our spirit. But I believe when we lie, when we push our excuses and blame, they make us impure. They push us away from what is true. And what is true is now. Okay. So when we have lies, and unresolved things in our heads, we're literally keeping our consciousness separated from reality because we're not living in the moment. we're living in our head. And I'm telling you, I think this I believe it's all perfectly designed and I don't know if this could be proven for this stuff to work, but logically it makes sense too. If we if we knowingly lie, we believe what we say, and you believe in a lie. Well, that is delusional. We live in a world where people think governments and money are more important than life and living. It's pretty obvious, right?
0: I got to think. For is, is that that sounds like something that you used to believe?
1: I know for a fact, well, here, to simplify it again, it's I awesome. see I god it. I see God as the truth,
0: yeah,
1: we live in an infinite um information field, uh, a field of energy and information with the technology. <laughs> this is actually what I was going to try and get into later today yeah. um we've got these amazing biological technology, our human bodies, right? And it's not. Oh, that's what I wrote. We don't It's not necessarily we're experiencing here. What we experience is the body. And then the body is experiencing life. And, and so If you kind of separate yourself from the body, kind of bring it back to what we were talking about, too. Bringing yourself beyond just the body into the experience. Because the experience, it's all sensed through our sight, ear. It's all interpretations of varying frequencies, varying energies, right? Sound or light or... Mm -hmm the chemicals of flavor i know for myself i had a very poor vocabulary of feelings
0: Mm.
1: i couldn't describe my feelings i was conditioned to ignore my feelings my feelings were not important well senses are felt <laughs> the entire purpose of experience is through the senses you can't describe the flavor of an orange i mean you can't, you can't you can't describe the feeling of an orchestra or a band or something like that you know the experiences of sound we're here to experience life and life is just a progression through time. Time has just changed. So we're here to change, change ourselves, change the world. And I think that's the whole point of this game. Like, life is a game. It's <laughs> games are designed, we create games for entertainment and for education, right? So why wouldn't our creator do that for us? Create this game of time and space, this paradox, so we can experience, you know, that short period between birth and death. <laughs> it's not that long in the scope of time, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So why wouldn't it? I mean, the God of creation, apparently there's heavens waiting for us. And and so if this is an opportunity for us to discover our worthiness for heaven, for us to learn about the energies of love by choice. Because I think beyond here, we would be unified with the creator. And as I've heard from like near-death experiences, that's, mm-hmm. that's what they say Is we go to this, it's like an unbelievable sense of bliss and peace and pleasure is how I've heard it described. And so I think the human form is the opportunity for our spirit to experience the illusions of separation. Because it's only our beliefs that make us think we're separated, make us think we're better or worse than another. It's only our thoughts that hold us back from doing what is right. I think you, you were saying something about that. In the moment, as as something comes up, what can you do? If we all started simplifying our lives like that, right? Having faith in the future, having gratitude for today, and sharing the experience of life with each other, if we were consciously doing that, sharing the love and light and experience together, holy crap. And holy cow. Right? Yeah. Humans humans are fascinating, fascinating creatures. I used to hate them. I used to hate people and I used to be afraid of a lot of them Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I had anything that others would want. I have freedom. I have freedom from confusion. I have inner peace. Mm. I have the goals to change the world and the realistic mind to know that I don't care if I do it or not. I know that all I have to do is try. But as long as I keep trying every day with the purpose and intentions of success, dude, we've got so many ways to do it. I've been, hey, (laughs) again, I'm either crazy or right. I've been saying it on my channel many times. I've had the ideas to try and speak with Donald Trump. And I was thinking when he was in office, he would have been the perfect guy to talk to. Even now, he's still got the connections with the U.S. government and beyond the world. And I personally, I don't, I don't have a lot of trust in him, but I know Trump did. He won the hearts of a lot of people. So they saw something in him. I'll trust them. But besides him, my goal is, I think, if we can share the truth and the demand for truth to those citizens who represent the United States government, they have the connections to all the global media, And to all the other UN leaders as well. And I think if we, I've tried a number of ways. My idea was to try and bring in some psychologists or some of these people who are experts in the fields of consciousness and and mind. Science proves, (laughs) science proves what I'm saying. And what I'm talking about is faith in God. So, <laughs> I don't know. I see ways of changing this world. We just got to get the right people involved. And we don't need everybody. We just need enough people who see the vision of a better world, who are willing to take some chances and maybe push push the, the past, but if, if we come together collectively, I'm taking this to more, yeah, less inspiring, but more, you know, what we can yeah. do. And I appreciate that. The future I see, the return of Christ, if Christ was returned, we would have an honest, we would have righteous and honest leadership. We wouldn't be allowing corruption and, you know, <laughs> we wouldn't be allowing profitable lies and profitable wars and profitable oppression. I'm pretty sure God wants us to end slavery. So if 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 the spirit of Christ was returned here on earth, everyone would be loving God, loving one another, sharing the resources, sharing the efforts together. We could bring I think we could clean up our oceans, clean up the rivers. We could, um, <laughs> we could reduce the number of unnecessary and harmful jobs. I mean, how many jobs do you think are, are there simply for regulation, right? Because bureaucracy requires lo- rules or accounting. How many mm-hmm. people spend their lives for the profession of counting the wealth of someone else? It's like too many. My best friend, Sean, his birthday was yesterday. God bless you, Sean, if you happen to see this. He's a CPA. I love him, but he's a confused man. (laughs) Anyway, we've touched on a lot of topics. I appreciate yeah. this George. This has been a wonderful introduction, but I'm not sure where do we go What do we do?
0: Well, I think that we continue the conversation and beautiful I, I, is your if I if I can ask you this question is your idea of God synonymous with spirituality like does it have to be Christ that returns or can it be the spirit of the planet that returns?
1: Hey beautiful. Whatever you right. Yes. I the names, the names right, right. and That's definitions semantics. <laughs> Here <laughs> to me, God is the truth. Right. It is that unknown which reveals reveals the future to each of us, right? So yeah. God is the unknown that reveals that which may be known. And so, to know the Creator, you know the cre- you know the Creator through the creation. We are the creation. And so, I look at God as the truth, right? And the message of Jesus, that character, the archetype, is love. It's the human love that is within all of us. The human strength and the power, the the will of God to serve and to be fearless. I think those are within us. Now, aside from that, though, too, what I honestly think is what Jesus and the Buddhas were teaching is just right. a philosophy of how to use your mind, how to see yourself within everything that is. And they showed us how to be human. Simple as that. What, we've, what, we're living, what we were born into, this is not natural. It is not healthy, it is not natural, it is not logical, it is corrupted. Mm Because man's laws defy God's laws. I believe God's law is love. Because love and truth, they are inseparable. But picture this too, in the story of God and Jesus, Jesus' dedication end up He's murdered by the police, state of the time, right? Yeah, totally. The obedient employees flogged him and 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 murdered him. But if you look at back, take it back to the archetypes, the symbols. God is the truth. Christ is the love. Truth will destroy love. Mm. <laughs> but the power of truth, love will overcome. Right. When Christ is filled with the power of truth, the truth of God, he's overcome. We are that. We're here to seek the truth. And it must be. I truly think it must be sought. We must be willing to know the truth and willing to ask the questions. Because otherwise, the truth is there. It's always there. Yeah. And back to the fear thing. Too. that's one of the things I realized when I started waking up mm-hmm. to what was important to me, what was no longer important to me was my credit score <laughs> or the material objects right, I'd, right. I'd acquired. I decluttered, I detached from the material stuff. I decluttered and I was looking at downsizing the home and just creating more freedom for me. As I continued doing that, I started getting more and more clarity of what is important to me. And what is important to me, I'm sure is we've we've all got similar but different things, but we all want to be an authentic, you know, valued person in for ourselves and for others. We want to find community and family and and build those yeah. We're all here to live fulfilling lives and to discover who we might become. Because we don't know. I don't know what I could become. I sure don't know what you might become. You know? So here we are. We're we're all amazing, magnificent beings of creation. We got yeah. opposable thumbs, and you know, we got all the stuff we need to get her done. Yeah, totally. And we created Get Her Done. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow, man. (laughs) I started saying this earlier. People used to just drive me nuts until I started trying to understand myself. And when I realized maybe I was better than I used to tell myself, you know, maybe I was worthy of more love, more, more than what I allowed. I look back on my life and I saw how many years, how many days I remember just stressing and just freaking out about not having enough money, not being able to pay this bill on time, whatever. How much emotional and mental and physical energy was just wasted? I don't like living with regrets. And so I can't remember how you were talking about it, but it goes with what you were saying. As I go through my day, I know I don't want to live with regrets anymore. So if an idea comes up or if a problem comes into my awareness, can I fix it? You know, is this mine? Is this something to deal with? But I no longer sit back on opportunities. Reaching out to you. I saw you come up. I'm like, hey, this might work. Let's see where this goes. Yep, that's where the adventures happen. You know, and yeah. in the past, I know my insecurities. Well, do I have enough value? Would you want to talk to me? I mean, he's got all these videos, got all these followers. <laughs> what if he doesn't want to when we push past our fears, when we identify that place of fear and kind of push into it to build our confidence, to build the memories of. Yeah, fear exists but it's got nothing on me. Yeah. Once we start doing that, our ability to keep the mind clear, it strengthens. It gets it gets easier and easier to push into the peer into the fear because it's part of our design. As we normalize as the frequency and and as we experience things more, we kind of normalize it. And that includes doing scary things. I mean, but this is to our benefit, too, because right. everything is simple once simple is understood. Mm-hmm. You know, And so we've got people, they'll go in and do surgery on another human being, and it'll be something pretty simple to them, right? Because they've got yeah. the skills, the experience, the practice, the tools. Everything is simple once simple is done simple as understood. And I do believe what any man can do, any man can do. You know, if someone can do it, anyone else can do it. Maybe not to the same extent, to the same quality, but there's... (laughs) Our differences are not as great as many people think. And when we allow our differences to become important, we stay divided. We stay confused. But for me, the world I see yeah. in the future, what I've done for myself, like I said, I I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to become better. Yeah. And if I wanted to do that, I had to change. And so if I'm going to change, no more excuses, <laughs> no more blame. I treat truth like it is God. I make sure I do my best to ensure truth comes from me. If I don't understand, I try not to jump to conclusions or assumptions because I want to know what's true. And by doing that, you don't have to remember as much stuff when you're honest all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Totally. (laughs) You're creating less conflict in theory. In theory, you're creating less conflicts and arguments. But I say that because, dude, my life, Serious. People come out out of the word work. Hey, Jack, I got a disagreement for you. Hey, Jack, (laughs) I got some negativity to offer you. (laughs) Well, sure. Yeah. (laughs) People, man, I'm learning to love them because I learned how to love myself. Yeah. Despite all my flaws, despite all my past mistakes, I've learned to love me. And in doing that, I trust me, and if I can trust me wherever I go, then I can trust wherever I go, whoever yeah. I'm with. I'm telling you, man. What you said earlier, I don't know how it's going to end up, but George, I, I really do. I'd like to stay in touch, and I'd yeah, like of this to be the start of a friendship.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: I believe there's many of us. Yeah, I agree. Nothing, nothing particularly special, but at a special time of history, with different experiences, who have been prepared. Yep. I know I've been consciously preparing, trying to prepare for something. World peace is the goal. So.
0: Yeah, I, I like to think that that's what the last forty-eight years have been has been preparation and now you're beginning to see the action. All these things were necessary. All the hardships in your life, the tragedies, the unfairness, the the attempting to try to make sense of things that are senseless. These have all been preparations, and now it's game time. Everything in the past was a lesson, and here we are today. For those of us that are ready, for those of us that will be ready, and for those of us that are just still learning, like the battle is, in, is unfolding in front of us. And maybe, you know, maybe battle is the wrong word. Or maybe, maybe we're, maybe we are, we are all Buddhas. Or we're all Christ-like. Or we are all teachers. Or maybe we're generals on the battlefield. Or maybe we're soldiers on the front line. But I think that the first half of your life is preparation. And now <laughs> the rains are being, okay, you guys have learned. Here's the rains. And you can see, you can see the panic in the, whether, whether it's the panic of a demographic of people dying. Sometimes I look at it from this aspect, Jack. Like There's a great book called The Fourth Turning. And in that book, they talk about cycles and generations. And the baby boomer generation is gargantuan. They say there's something along the lines of 10,000 people retiring every day for like 20 years. And imagine how many octogenarians we still have in Congress, just in this country alone. How many people well into their 70s are still CEOs? How many of them are still desperately trying to be the the at the forefront of their particular area of knowledge like they're desperately trying to hold on and i i don't i'm not at that level i'm not at that age i don't know what that feels like and i'm not blaming people for that but it seems to me what we're facing is a demographic cliff where there are the unrealized dreams of a large portion of us like if you look at the collective people in the world as one body a large part of our body is dying and they don't know how to handle it the anxiety the depression the unrealized dreams the reality that they lived in a prison their whole life the reality that they sit on their deathbed and they go i never did what i loved you know i i was talking to a death duel yesterday who spoke about the idea of holding the hands of people before they die and she said some of the most heart-wrenching things. Like, I can see the unrealized dreams in the last breath. And it makes me, ne- like, it It makes me, that's, that makes me want to walk away from the, that, that, that helped me make decisions in my life. Like, okay, holy cow. Can you imagine waiting till that last breath before you've allowed yourself to live a life worth living? Like, you have a daughter, you have a son, you have a mom, you have a dad, you got a sister, you got a brother, you have a neighbor, like, One small thing you do for them can change their life radically. Stop giving everything you have to an artificial authority figure. You are the authority figure and you are worth so much. You can help so many people and you can become the best version of yourself. And in doing so, set an example for everyone to come after you. Don't wait to to be that. And I think that's a lot of what we're going through. If you look at whether it's Putin or Trump or Biden, like who are these leaders? Like these... Thank you for your service, all of you. Thank you. Pass the torch. Don't you have grandkids Amen. to teach? Don't you have things Amen. to do? Like, let it go. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'll give you one more awesome story that I heard. And I, this one really resonates with me. It's called the Coconut Monkey Trap. And in Southeast Asia, there was this there was this little village that was being terrorized by these little crazy monkeys. And they would go in there, and they would storm the little village at night, and they would— just ransack it. You know, they're pretty tough, these little critters. And they would go in, sometimes they take children. And so the villagers, in order to figure this out, you know, they, they tried wiping them out. They tried doing all these things, but they developed this really incredible strategy that speaks to the idea of human behavior, much like monkey behavior. And what they did is they took a coconut and on one side, they drilled like a small hole and they put a U-bolt in there. And they took a really thick chain on that U-bolt in the coconut and they, they tied it to like a really fat concrete foundation. And then they opened on the other side of the coconut. They put a little hole, hollowed it out. And they put some really sweet, sticky rice. And they put like 40 of them right around the outside of the village. And what happened is the monkeys came in and they sell, they smelled the sweet rice inside that little coconut. And so they would put their little hand in the hole like this to get it in there. And they would reach the rice and they try to pull it out because they had a fist. couldn't pull it out of that damn hole and it was so secure they couldn't break the coconut and when the villagers woke up in the morning they saw these damn monkeys with their hand like this you know and they 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 killed them but the moral of the story is all you got to do to be free is to let go that's it you know what i mean just gotta let go it's it's easier said than done i get it i've been through it i'm still going through it but begin the process and know that all you got to do is let go man and there's freedom on the other side the best way the best way out is through
1: amen that letting go that's such a strong lesson and that's what honestly that's what i've we've touched on this i mean for for any one of us to change to recognize that there is a spark There is something within you It can either come from an inspiration or a breaking point. Yeah. And I don't like watching people wait for a breaking point. I keep trying to find and offer ways to inspire, to to plant the idea that, Hey, there's change. There's better ways. Um, sorry you you said something too and i I spaced where you were at
0: yeah i think there's two ways people change one is through inspiration and one is through desperation right
1: amen (laughs) there's also methods of us pursuing our goals too it's kind of unrelated but right like we got in the self-development tony robbins the masculine version of success I studied his his methods of uh, goals and achievements, right? Using the drive and purpose commitment, the masculine energy. Sure. I personally, I balance more with the the feminine aspects of um, desire. Use desire for inspiration and, and allow yourself to be pulled into the future instead of pushed. But both ways work, and there's a balance and a purpose to to all of them the important thing is convincing yourself you can change allowing yourself that little self-talk okay i know i've been doing this i know i'm comfortable with this it's time to let it go well i don't i don't have anything to replace it i'll be all alone i won't have this i'll you know i'll go nuts When we get to that point, it's real easy for our minds just to work up all these narratives, all these scenarios, and to talk ourselves out of letting go. Because letting go is scary, man. But guess what? You don't really go anywhere. You just kind of stay in your body and you just keep living. You just, you're just different. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And change is not as scary. Once we get used to it, once we, you can, you can condition yourself to get, to normalize change, to enjoy change, to, to seek change like an adventure rather than being so afraid of change. So caught up in tradition and repetition. It's real easy this is how our society works. We are spirit of life, spirit of light, children of creation, creator, children of God. The ways of the world teach us to, you know, shield our light, to hold ourselves back from shining, you know, either. Mm, Yeah. There's, there's so many ways children are influenced and the parents don't know, you know, most people don't, know what we're doing. I know I didn't know how what I was doing when I was raising my kid. Um, But we've got this world that it manipulates our energy and our thoughts. The potentials are there for our thoughts and our energies to be manipulated. But if we can increase the awareness, set that purpose to set the purpose to know thyself and you'll only know yourself. If you start looking at yourself instead of where you're at. I don't know, man. I think I'm kind of rambling here now. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Not at all, man. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I love talking and I love listening and I love learning from other people. And I, let me just drop this one other on you to see what you think about this. What do you think of the idea, when we talk about what we can do, what do you think about the idea of somewhat of an archaic revival? I see a world we live in that has an absence of rites of passage. It has an absence of rituals. It has an absence of ceremony. And there's echoes of it. There's the bar mitzvah. There's the quinceanera. There's these real faint echoes for certain ethnic groups or certain genders. But, you know, why why not? a coming-of-age spirituality ceremony for someone at the age of 16, maybe 12. Maybe they be, maybe they sit on the top of a mountain in a church and they begin to understand what is possible. They begin to understand and they form a relationship with imagination. These are the mm-hmm. things that I think could fundamentally change the way we see the world. And it comes from the education and it comes from having the courage to let go of these ideas that were once good, but now enslave us. And I think it's there. I think it's there.
1: I do too. We're, we're on the same page, you know. Yeah. For me, the, down, the downfall I see of humanity is this false belief in authority. Agreed. You know, the it's it's kept us so (laughs) I remember my own fears, right? grew up in a very strict and sometimes punishing household, and then time in the military. And, um, and then so I saw the purpose and the value in order and strictness. But what I didn't understand was letting go. And I didn't understand how to flow with change. Um, I realized I'm taking us completely off topic again. Not at all.
0: No, okay. this, is, this is it. This is what we were like, it gets back. This is what you and I and most people in our generation were raised to do. There's a consciousness that knew that they would need us. People like you and me and everybody listening right here on the same page probably. We were bred for this moment and the moments coming forth. We've been conditioned to feel like we must fight this. Like we've been trained our whole lives for this. This is happening now. So you're not off topic, man. It's beautiful. Carry on.
1: Thank you. Every one of us, oh, to change the future, that's where I was going because you were talking about education. Um, this, obe- this conditioning of obedience, the, the industries, industries that have been created for our schooling system, <laughs> the history shows it's served its purpose, right? It educated the society to, to fit into the industrial late industrial, I'd, settings, right? Yeah. Obey yeah. a bell and follow a clock and obey and separate Our children need to be taught how to learn our children need to be taught how to think for themselves how to understand their emotions how to trust what they learn and how to figure things out because once (laughs) once children are taught to obey they learn what they're told And so if you're only learning what you're told in order to avoid punishment, (laughs) um, you're going to keep yourself kind of dumb. And I spent a lot of my life not learning stuff, only learning what was required for my job or whatever. Yeah. I think learning is fun. That's part of, part of our gift. We're, We come into this life with just... These minds are really incredible. These bodies are amazing. The things that can be done with our mind and body. We come into these realms with a veil. Right? We don't know what we don't know. And we start learning the languages and the traditions of where we're at. But the ignorance... It is a gift, right? Because through the through coming in with that veil of ignorance, then we get to, throughout our lives, we get to experience the joy of discovery, right? You receive a download or a process, some new idea, it's like, boom, oh, man, love that feeling, right? Yeah. I seek that. That's my new drug is, is yeah. inspirations. We get to feel that feeling. We get the good feelings of sharing what we've learned with others, right? Seeing the transformation in others. So knowledge, it truly is. It's the gift. It is the power that makes us become who we might be. But we got to learn. We got to choose to learn. we got to believe we can learn. And we got to believe there's a reason to learn. But everyone... Dude, I don't want to say everyone because I realize I'm only exposed <laughs> to a very small part of our population, but I see so many people who think they know it all. And people believe them. Other people believe them. And it's like, no, they don't know. They're they're not they're not right. They're not true. No, they said it. They're right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Sorry, I'm talking to myself remembering these interactions. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about um, th- that particular aspect of, of truth. And if I have a clear, strong voice and I say it with authority, then it's true. You know what I mean? So many people believe that. Like anybody who's taken a speech class or has learned a little bit about the art of persuasion or worse propaganda, which is the same thing There's really simple techniques that you can do that can plug you into someone else's brain. And it comes back to this idea of, you said, of conditioning, you know, the, the school system that we live in is based off Pavlovian dogs. (laughs) There was a guy that blew a whistle and trained dogs to salivate when they heard a bell to ring and we were conditioned on the Prussian school system where there's a bell and you ask for permission to go to the bathroom and there's an authority figure. Maybe you get swatted on the butt with a paddle or a ruler, but, Yeah. I am. Jack, you probably have other things to do, man. I'm, I'm keeping you here for, I'm pushing over two hours and, uh, you know, I, I know you have another podcast coming up, but let's continue this, man. I feel like we've just scratched the surface and I feel there's a lot that I could still learn from you, man. And I'm, I'm I'm really hoping to keep our, our line of communication open and continue the process.
1: I'm hoping so as well. And actually you're right. I haven't posted it yet, scheduled it yet, but in about two and a half hours, I'm intending to do my own stream. Too right, right. Which, by the way, um, I do the open panel. And it, depending on who shows up, it can sometimes be entertaining and antagonistic. And sometimes yeah. it can be very enlightening. And it's always an experience. And you are absolutely welcome. Your energy, brother, it is inspiring. It is contagious. I'm taking yeah. some of it with me. Okay.
0: Please. yeah, I, I, I would love to be to to come on the panel. My, uh, for me, I pick up my daughter at a certain time, and then it's it's like, okay, this is we're gonna do this thing, you know. So, if if for if there's a break in that particular thing, uh, and and there will be at some point in time when the schedule changes, but yeah, I appreciate the invitation. I'll definitely take you up on it. And uh, I'm really thankful for the kind words and I'm thankful for the lessons and I'm looking forward to further conversations. And thank you to everyone of Jack's listeners that hung out with me. Um, I'm going to, for all your listeners, I'm going to put a link. um, I'm going to post a link in your chat later today with with a Dropbox file of like a bunch of free audiobooks that people can just go to my, go there, download them. I promise if you're listening to this, if you're a friend of Jack's, go to that Dropbox link. I'll put it in the chat. And um, you'll love them. They're really awesome books. And I, th- I think that's, thank you for showing up today. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey, brother, blessings. Thank you. And if you don't make it today, you and whoever, whoever tunes in, you're welcome to join. Nice. Um, I am going to bounce though from here. Yep. Okay.
0: All right, my Are friend. Are we good? Yeah, we're we good. We will stay in touch.
1: Up. Yep. God bless. And thank you.
0: Yep. Aloha, Peace. everyone. Peace.